time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. Welcome to another edition of Bump and Run, Tour Championship Edition. This is the last edition of this season. Well, not really, of this golf season, because the next one isn't until next week. It's a, it's a long off-season, season, let me tell you. <laughs> it's Monday, they call that, <laughs> in most places, but... Um, we are building towards a crescendo and uh, or building towards a finale. And I mean, if we have anything like last week in the this week around, this is this is something that I don't think I've ever seen two big putts like that from two big players go back to back. That was yeah, remarkable. Well, I mean, we had Bob May and Tiger, but nothing like one and two in the world doing right. it on top of each other. And and the difficulty, degree of difficulty, a high degree of difficulty on both of those putts and, as they were double breakers downhill. And, and before I before we jump in, I should say hello, everybody. Oh. I am uh, I am run <laughs> bump. Yeah, forgot about that. We're in, we're in um, off season yeah, mode already. We sort of, we're so excited to get into this uh, this episode. Yeah. Um, but okay, so let's let's divvy this up. So that I actually think Dustin's putt, even though it was shorter, was more difficult. And I don't think John Rahm expected him to make it, although he wasn't really looking that right. exactly what it was. But um, but probably Rom's putt was more unexpected. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, like Rom's, like you, you see where people have drawn the line and how far out wide he had to go to bring mm-hmm. it back. And again, like to control your pace downhill over a ridge at sixty-six feet, because that's all he's trying to. He's trying to get a two putt and keep the playoff going. Um, right. Yeah, unexpected. Like, uh, what's the make percentage on sixty-six foot putts on the PJ Tour? Like point one percent or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say probably, uh, probably pretty, probably not much, probably a little bit lo- less than what it is for forty-three foot right, putts, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, like I said before, I think du- Dustin's was a little tougher because it was a double breaker. Yep. But but neither one of those was easy, that's for sure. And and um, what a dramatic way to finish a tournament, though. And that was a, you know, probably back to back tournaments. I don't recall something like that where you had such different uh, scoring, different conditions, different golf courses. I mean, it was stunning from thirty under par to that, yeah. and it, yeah. <laughs> it just goes to show you how good these guys are, no matter what they put in front yeah, of them. DJ was thirty under par, and Mark Leishman was thirty over par after the next one. Like to have that discrepancy, <laughs> yeah. like you know, there were what two people over par at the Northern Trust, I think, at the end of it, something like that. Yep. It wasn't many, <laughs> and to have almost everybody over par, there were maybe four under par at the. But that was it, it was good golf to watch. Like it, you know, it doesn't always have to be the thirty unders. You know, Olympia Fields is a tough course. Um, the players haven't been there really. Most of them, the majority of them have never played it before. Um, and it was just... You know what's amazing? Go ahead. Well, you know what's amazing is is people ask me which one I like better. And I say, I like them both. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's great to have a guy. I, I thought it was entertaining to see DJ try to get to 30 under. And I thought it was entertaining to see them get under par at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Last I week. But I don't, I, I don't want it to be one or the yep. other um, all the time. Yeah, there has to be a difference. You know, it's the playoffs. So that felt more like a U.S. Open than a regular tour event. Um, and it should. It's the playoffs. It should be harder. Um, playoffs are generally harder. I don't care if it's. But yeah, I don't know. I, like I don't care if it's harder. Know, I don't care if it's harder or easier. I just I want it to be exciting. Right, and, and I found both was. of those tournaments to be exciting because yeah. you were chasing 
chasing a little bit of history with 30 under, trying to get to 31 or 59 or a 60 mm-hmm. um, that they shot earlier in the week. But um, give me some variety. But I don't know if I had a steady diet in and out, I'd probably prefer the, the second one rather than the first one. Yeah, I think so too. I, I really like these guys to be tested. Um, and if you hit the ball well there like that... You know, I, I like the 8, 9, 10 under. Like, you're going to get that at East Lake, right? You know, generally, you know, Rory was extraordinary yeah, last week. 13, I think. Right. Uh, or last year. Last year. Um, but you're going to, you're generally going to get in the 8 to 12 range at East right. Lake, which is good. I like that. Um, That's fine. Now, these guys are starting at 10 under, so, you know, it's a little bit different. <laughs> right. So, Rory was really 13 under, right? Overall. Right. Without the staggered start, so um, yeah, it's a you know I'm excited for this week because I think it, it, East Lake is challenging. It's challenging, and so you'll see probably more or less the what we saw last week than two weeks ago at the Northern Trust. You think uh, think Rory will play any better now that he's uh, a father and he's had the baby and doesn't have to worry about that anymore? Was well, he going to play? Is he going to play? I don't know. Is he? I thought I thought he was. Well, yeah, I know he was waiting for the baby. He, he was going to be gone if the ba- if his baby was born. And he we're taping this. Do the hunter We're taping this on Thursday morning, uh, the day before the tour championship starts. And Rory announced that he had his baby girl um, on social this early this morning. I think they had it late last night, right? Or early this morning. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess potentially. I, I wonder if he'll play. Well. Uh, we'll he hasn't, he hasn't the, withdrawn um, yet, as of no ten thirty eight Thursday morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Remember, do you remember Hunter Mahan yes. when uh, at the Canadian Open, right? He so he was uh, leading the tournament on Saturday, I think. Yeah, heading into Saturday, Saturday morning, heading into the weekend, thirty six hole lead. Was on the was on the range warming up, and his agent, super agent Chris Armstrong, came over and said, um, "Yeah, your wife's gone into labor." So off he went. They managed to find a guy who. Coincidentally, who was flying his plane to Dallas that morning or that afternoon, I guess. They got him a seat on it, and uh, he made it in time for the birth of his baby. So that was pretty cool. But I, in the wake of that, some guys I know said, you know, a lot of guys might not have gone. Like Hunter Mahan was in a good position at that point mm-hmm. in his career right. where he didn't have to worry about it. But if you were a guy who was on the fringe and had a chance to win a tournament or a big check, maybe you stay and uh, and miss the birth. I don't know. What a decision. It's a tough make. decision, and it's, you know... I, you know, I know Rory said he was leaving no matter what, and that ha- that right. almost happened to Phil at the U.S. Open in '99, where he was going to go. He had the beeper right. on um, when his wife was pregnant. Um, the beeper. Yeah, yeah, it's not <laughs> it bad. Beeper anymore. I do not need a beeper. <laughs> um, so it was. Uh, it's. It would be if I like. It's easy for Rory to say I'm going to pull out. Like Rory's set. Um, yeah. For a guy who's 126th. Or 125th, or whatever, you know, it might not be, or maybe it would be. Maybe yeah. it's, you know, what? I'll just get him next week. Uh, yeah, it could, it's be. T- could it's be. We'll tough. see. Yeah, it's tough. So speaking of putts, uh, we saw the greasiest, slimiest putt <laughs> in the career of Mackenzie Hughes. <laughs> um, what did you think of that performance? And uh, I mean, I thought that was pretty gritty making that putt at the last hole. But boy, as he said to me earlier, he said, "You know, probably shouldn't have been right. Shouldn't to that have been point, in that position, right?" right. But uh, what a performance he's put in since the restart! You know, what a tale yeah. to you know the Honda kind of jump started him, and then they went on the the pandemic hit, 
and it's like, oh, here's a, he he finishes runner up, almost won his second tournament, and then to go on in the offs. But since the restart, you know, he's been the best Canadian hands down. Uh, obviously, yeah. he's in the Tour Championship, but he's his scoring average is sixty nine six since the restart. That's pretty, which amazing. is pretty good. Minus forty scored a par in the nine tournaments. Um, hmm. He's fifth in strokes gained putting since the restart. So wow. you know, all we always you know, he's played very good golf. He's been in the mix. Um, had what three top tens, I believe. Yep. So and he he played his way into the uh, tour championship, and yeah, he probably shouldn't have been in that position, but. You know, that bunker shot, I think that's what we, I think that's, you know, he's really good around the greens, I think, Mac, generally. So Mm -hmm. that part of his game, being that good at that part of his game showed up when he needed it the most. And the fact that he could do it in that situation where it was your season or not, and all the perks that come with being in the FedEx Cup final, like in the Tour Championship, like that top 30, it's, it's a lot of perks. And so it was pressing. I think I think I sort of I think I tried to calculate it, and I think I sort of got it to around two million dollars in guaranteed right. stuff that you would get if you finished last here and there. I'm sure he's got some some bonuses in his contracts, mm-hmm. his sponsor contracts, maybe things like that. So pretty amazing uh, to get there, and and after that start, missing nine of eleven cuts to start right. the season. Although he says he said I think I've poor guy. I think I've asked him about that about ten times. And he keeps saying, you know, I always knew that good golf was there. I always trusted it. So finally it did show up. And now he's the top-ranked Canadian on the official world golf right. rankings, past Adam Hadwin. And I think it's uh, it's going to be an interesting race to uh, next year's Olympics, mm-hmm. if we have them, um, with the, between the four, the four of them. Of them it was yeah. a slam dunk that it was Corey and Adam before, and now no, Nick's not won so much. It could be four of them. And Max ahead. So, yeah, it's, it is going to be. Like, if you want to play... So it was Dave. It was Dave. David Hearn and Graham Dillette last Olympics. So, you know how many mm-hmm. Olympic games do you have in your career? So these guys, again, you know, some are younger. Corey's younger, etc. But you know, you got you got one Olympic games, and then you don't know where your game is going to go. So this is yeah. it. Like, uh, it'll be an interesting race next year. You know, we got six majors um, between now and the Olympics, and. Yeah, there's a lot of golf to be played for these guys to uh, jump up and grab two yeah. spots. Um, yeah, I know. It should be good. It'll be fun to watch. They'll be pushing each other for sure. I, um, I'm i always interested to uh, to see how these guys, and they, you know, they're, they're, they're all good pals. That's mm-hmm. the other thing with four of them are all good pals. They play a weekly game on Tuesdays when they're all in the field, Ontario versus BC. Ontario has apparently dominated yeah. the BC boys, so... Uh, but it will be interesting, interesting to see. Okay, give me. Uh, let's let's give some some picks and some guys you're looking at uh, for the tour championship before we sure. go. How far down? First of all, how far down do you think it can it can go? How far you know, down I the list really do you think don't guys th- a legitimate? You know, I th- Rory last year was five under and came back and won. Um, Paul Casey started at two under and made it into the top five. So there's a couple of barometers there. Um, I really think that if you're, it's going to be hard for anybody less than four or five to really give this a go. Like if I look at, you know, the guys in the threes, 
you know, it's funny to say because Rory's like- in the threes and Xander Shoffley, who's been great <laughs> on this course in his short career, is in the threes. I think you look at the guys in fours, yeah. too. Look at uh, DeChambeau and Daniel Berger. Yeah. Daniel Berger, in my opinion, has been the most consistently hot golfer since the recent. Yeah, I agree. And if I'm looking down the list, he's the first guy that comes out as a guy that could win, other than the top three. Right. Like, actually, you can, you, go to Webb. you can go to Webb at six. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's great. You know, I get the staggered leaderboard is awesome and everything, but the fact that it's, I believe that's one, two, three, four in the rankings. Is Webb Simpson fourth? I think so. I haven't looked. Sorry, we should do some research. We should, yeah. But I, well, at least one, two, three, or one, two, three on the leaderboard. That's uh, in yep. the world rankings is pretty cool. Um, you know, Rory at three under is interesting because um, he's got he's thirty eight under since twenty twelve at East Lake, which is the most of anybody. Um, wow. And obviously has won the FedEx Cup twice, and again would be the first three time winner of the FedEx Cup. Should he actually tee up? Um, but I just don't know if there's anybody below that. You know, four under's got to be your cutoff, I think. I was someone was saying, "What's the most uh, the biggest comeback you've seen?" And I was re- referring to the uh, the famous Carl Peterson at the 2010 Canadian Open. So mm-hmm. he's on Friday night. He's hovering around the cut line. He decides he sits at the club and decides he's just going to sit by the computer, have a couple of beers, and watch the see if he makes the cut or not. And I guess he was there for quite a while. Because he had to call his caddy to come and pick him up because he'd had too many beers, <laughs> and and he did make the cut. So he, I think he was third out the next morning, and he shot sixty. He lipped out a putt for fifty nine at St George's, and uh, he shot sixty, and then ended up winning the tournament and came back from like a gazillion strokes right. down. So I mean, those things don't happen, and and that you know Canadian Open field didn't have. All yeah, the top players in the world up at the top of the leaderboard, but it does go to show you that you know, as Mac oh, yeah, you said, golf is a strange game. Yeah. Golf is a strange and, game. It's you know, you just look at the top of the leaderboard and you go, okay, well, there's DJ who's been first, second, 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 first, second, second first, second, 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 second his first, last second. starts, and is easily playing the best golf of anybody right now. Um, and then you got John Rom who's coming off that win that he had number two in the world and JT's been pretty fairly con- hasn't been the most consistent but has been pretty darn consistent since the restart um, and again yeah, his last couple of weeks and again approaches appro- like strokes gained approach he's first so right. um, you know that always on a course where birdies are hard is a great stat um, right okay give me a winner uh, my win you know I, I, I'm not picking against DJ I think DJ's gonna win I think He's okay. looked. I, I I hate to pick the front runner, but you got to be honest here. He's he's been the best player the last three weeks. Um, every facet of his game is going. And if if he's putting like he's been putting the last three weeks, right? Weeksy, he's yeah, he's pretty yeah, hard to beat because he's just so good off the tee. I'm going to say just so I don't say Dustin Johnson. Right. I'm going to say Webb Simpson. And you picked him at the beginning of the playoffs too. Yeah, and he's got a he's, he's well rested. He had a week right. off, and it Don't didn't and it didn't it didn't really cost him that much. He lost a stroke, one right? stroke. So, that's it. so that's if he nothing. loses by, it'd be interesting to see if he loses by right. a stroke. That would be <laughs> that was like John <laughs> Rom, just, like, just like John Rom last week where he forgot to mark his ball and lost right, a stroke, exactly. and then ended up in the playoff. Um, all right, well, it all gets underway on Friday yep. and uh, goes till Monday, Labor Day special, and um, we'll wrap things up next week. Uh, for the end of the season and preview the preview new season, the new season all in the same show. Imagine that. Wow. 
All right, that's it for uh, for this edition. I am Ron. See you again.